Blog Talk Radio. Stop, stop. 
Nation rise up, Kalagichi. Nation rise up, Abaragani. How Hunter Chillin' be? Glad it, Hunter Chillin' one more again to join. We this year, the Queen Quet Head Punish your body of the Kalagichi Nation. So glad it for be on a hostess of this year, Kalagichi Rhythm Radio Station. Especially for a day like this year. Nia, look, y'all, Hunter Chillin' this year thing about purpose. Now, you know. All day while I'm even to get ready with this, your show and things like that. I'm going to study about what we were crack repeat about with all the good people who did from the line with me this evening. But rather was, yeah, if I study about the facts, I've been a right more purpose, my own self. Tell one we representative of the Gullah Nation will reach out to me with a message. And after she would do that, then I remember and say, Great God, we can go upon there and show some of the children some of the book. Seeking purpose. And preparing for purpose-filled prosperity. We've been inscribed. This is your time of year. Air's back. So, you know, sometimes we're going to live on a purpose. We're going to sit back, study about that, and look back across your shoulder for understand where you mean sometimes. So sometimes it takes somebody to remind you where your purpose is. And so this evening, you know, when it's your program, every time we're coming on, we keep up listening to living legacy, and we pay ancestral homage. So you know one thing? We want to pay homage to the beach lady, Marvin Vetch. We want to pay homage to Dr. Yusuf N. Clyde. We want to pay homage to the Reverend Willis T. Goodwin. These are the summer we got to get you sacred ancestors. Who been the one when we crack your teeth with me and let me fall stand for true woman purpose stuff? That ain't just a thing I to do, dry long soul. That the work you do for the Land for the people and things like that. Take plenty of love, take plenty of dedication, and rather was color this your kind of leadership. That's why we still hold on the culture here in the Gullah Gitchin Nation. So this year evening, we're going to take a moment of silence for honor with sacred ancestors. Amen. So we're so glad this year evening for joining on the children one more again. Pun. We station Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio for this year, 2013 celebration of Nguzu Saba, Seven Principles of Kwanzaa. Now look here, honey, children, let me get this year thing straight now. We don't celebrate this year just because of Malana Karenga, and we don't celebrate this year just because other rest of the people in the world are doing We don't celebrate this year just December 26th through January 1st. Them things just tie together perfect for have one time with the rest of the world for honey, children, understand where we live every day. Right here, from the Sea Islands, from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, all the way going to Jacksonville, Florida. Redowas, Inland, 35 miles to St. John River and things like that. So, when we together together, and we the light these candle and things like that, first, we the light that black one. we stand up in the middle. That one for Umoja. Then, we go on over to the left side. Light this your one that we love for light. Self-determination, that red one, you understand? Then we'll be going over there from the left over to the right. Like this, your one, for Ujima, collective work and responsibility. That is the green one. Then, yes, steady, we're going back to the red one. We'll be in for Ujima, cooperative economics. That is shiny thing, you know. And then this year evening, we're going back over to the green one, Nia. For purpose, 
So if one got the canara there from the, the keka, and one done got the mazao lady with them, and got the family and thing done gathering around and all that kind of thing, one know what all the should supposed to done light up them thing for. Okay then? And so for all the hundred children we yet me around the world and things like that, let me crack my teeth out the rest of the way so hundred can understand the whole broadcast. So, yes, I will speak this way for the remainder of most of the broadcast so that all of my global listeners who are also celebrating Kwanzaa with us this week can definitely understand all of these principles of Nguzu Saba, but also the ritual that goes along with this annual celebration of Kwanzaa. And so it's critical that when we have rituals in the community that you truly understand and understand what is going on and why that ritual is being done. Never just a follow fashion. Don't just do something because someone else is doing it. Find out what is the reason behind what they are doing. That black candle represents the people, black people. Kwanzaa, K-W-A-N-Z-A, is a celebration of harvest that started in the motherland, Al-Kibulan, Africa, that we still celebrate here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. When, in 1966, Dr. Malana Karenga added the additional A, it was to represent African Americans. When he set forth with the Kenara and the series of candles that are seven total completion that are within it, you have black, three, one black, three green, three red. The red as I mentioned on yesterday's broadcast, and you can go into the archive to get all the broadcasts from this week, from Omoja forward, the red candle is to represent struggle. The green candle is to represent victory. For me, the red candle also represents the blood. The green candle represents the earth, red, black, and green. And so when I look today to begin to put forth information not only about this broadcast but also about purpose and the things that needed to be done in regard to purpose when we start to look at a global celebration that focuses on African peoples. I did not want to simply resolve myself to looking at a listing of what is said of what the meanings of the seven principles the Nguzu Saba are. But to go further than that, so when I mention red, black, and green, many of you who are quite familiar with the red, black, and green flag are well aware of the Honorable Mosiah Marcus Garvey, God bless the dead. I put up a quote today from him, and I also tweeted it, that said, God and nature first made us what we are, and then, out of our own created genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always that great law. Let the sky and God be our limit and eternity our measurement. Now, I thought there was a powerful quote that you don't often hear. The song that you heard opening tonight by Eddie Murphy and Shava Ranks is my favorite Eddie Murphy song called I Was a King. So you heard him, one nation, rise up, final words, rise up, rise up, wise up, wise up throughout the song as the hook. Now, interestingly enough, that song, y'all probably say, oh, I never heard that one. Oh, for real? That ain't Murphy. What are you doing doing um, all that kind of reggae music? On? Okay, look, Shava Ranks tried to do something positive? Yes, Shava Ranks did a lot of positive uh, records as well. But the industry doesn't sell hooks too well that tell black people, rise up, wise up. 
There's a quote that's going around today or a piece that's going around today from a young brother's Instagram saying how someone said to him that Kwanzaa was a joke, and he said, how is it a joke? Because it doesn't stimulate the economy. All right? And so he said, maybe it's just too real for you. And that's the brother who's starring in Fruitvale Station. If you haven't yet seen that film and can see it where you are, please do. It's not an easy film to watch, but it's one that's necessary to watch because there are so many things that are happening within the global African community, the African diasporic community, that we need to rise up against and wise up about. But it takes us recognizing that we can go up. And that was something that Marcus Garvey always said, up, you mighty race. And that, I think, is his most quoted quote, up, you mighty race. Well, how does a race of people usually rise up? They have to have one as the first documentary to have Gullah Geechee Nation in its name said, the will to survive. One has to have the power, the energy, the chi, the fire that causes you to even have the desire to be self-determined enough that you would get up, stand up, rise up at any point in time. And you have to transform your mind in order to be able to say you wise up. Now, although Kwanzaa is not a religious holiday, let me emphasize that again for those who have a misnomer in their minds because someone provided you with incorrect information and you never sought to research this on your own. Kwanzaa is not competitive with any other holy days, season, rituals, or celebrations, or holidays, as y'all call them. This is a holy days period for me. And so here it is. This is not a religious holiday. So it's not attached to any religious group, and it doesn't mean it's exclusionary of religious groups. People can practice whatever religion they want and still participate in Kwanzaa. It is a unifying time for all African peoples. But within the context of it, the same Assembly of Representative member that sent me the note earlier sent me a quote that I have quoted in the past that many Christians who celebrate Kwanzaa are probably looking at today, probably posted, may even have it laying on the table with your kikombe chow moja all set and everything to drink. Y'all know that's not the same wine for communion, you know, but that y'all are set to use the cup for. Here it is. It says, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All right? So now that's one translation of Romans 8 and 28. And most Gullah Geechis, I know Hunter Chillin got that King James Bible. Y'all say, oh, that's a different thing. Yeah, go to the King James. Y'all already know it by heart anyhow. Okay? I know. But now... This is a critical one, and most of you who listen to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, which is sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, each and every week here on Mondays at 7. And you can always go back in the archives and start to listen if this is your first night listening in. You can go to our blog, talk radio, slash Gullah Geechee, or go to iTunes and download the archived versions of the show for free. But you've often heard me say, that Proverbs is one of my favorite books of every book I've ever read in my life. And so from Proverbs, the statement comes, 
Where there is no counsel, purposes are frustrated, but with many counselors, they are accomplished. All right? Again, where there is no counsel, purposes are frustrated, but with many counselors, they are accomplished. And that is Proverbs 15 and 22. And then it also goes further in Proverbs 20 and 18 to say that purposes and plans are established by counsel and only with good advice make or carry on war. Now, here it is that y'all say, well, why she mention war? Well, tonight we're waging war against ignorance. We are waging war against poverty. We are waging war against disunity. We are waging war against division amongst people of African descent, not just here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, but around the world. We need to respect us for others to respect us. We only rise by lifting one another. And so this evening, I had to do some heavy lifting, so I brought in some strong shoulders to help me lift. And as we often say here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, empty sack can't stand up right long. So the first somebody I want to bring on the air to see then to introduce on the chillin' too, that we minister information and also will help out with we minister protocol. Ella Carly, tell how honored to do this evening. Honored to do fine, clean. Uh, greetings, everybody. I'm really honored to be here on this line today. Um, All right, Apollon I know, Mia, I purpose. I, I'm just so excited because um, purpose is, is purpose for me. Purpose and passion is yeah. really, really one of the big things in my life. And, and as you were speaking, I realized that what my purposes are for real, yeah. you know, because these mm-hmm. things that I do, I, I sometimes wonder to myself, why am I doing this? Why am I helping this person? Why am I doing you know, things that I could be doing something else, and then I realize that is who I am. That's my purpose and passion, and it attracts me to it all the time. And then when yes. I, you know, I get joy out of it. It's like, it's not like work. It's not like when you've been, the, the way I've been working for years, it's like a love. It's like a real love for doing, you know, the things that we do in the community to connect our people to a higher consciousness. You know, right. and to help them to understand who they really are. I always say they need to know who they are and who they are. Absolutely, and that is critical, the part about knowing who you are. And pause right on that point. 754, I'm knocking at Hunter Doe, a Baragani 754. Good evening. Greetings, 754. Yes, greetings. Alaska. I thought that I thought that been a hundred to try for runoff from we one more again got all kind of number and thing to coming up on the line. I wanted to do the scene that over. I know I have some different number calls here because all these people be NFT and all those people be listening to your phone calls. Switch them up. I know that's yeah. right, Annie. I know, I know the job of a king. A king ain't no easy thing, Annie. I know that's right. So it sounds like you riding. It sounds like you're riding and you might have a window down or something else. If you can kind of isolate that sound, that would be an excellent thing so we can hear you a little closer. 
right up on the phone, or if you got them on speakerphone, then that's probably what the deal is. Is that better? Speak it, it It don't so much sound like you. Okay, I'm direct. Is that, is now, that better? Now that's much okay, better. Yeah, than, now yeah, that's the yeah. voice I used to. Now that's a king voice right there. We ain't want the Thank people you. to say, well, what kind of king that is with that lead y'all voice that coming from the radio? I want to welcome here uh, this this brother. He and I are constantly here working for our people right here on the soil, in our land, in the Gullah Geechee Nation. This is the king of Oyotunje African Village. This is Alase Oba Adefume. And so we definitely greet you with love, honor, and respect. Alase, honey. Alase, greetings, greetings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Queen Quet. So happy to be here. And uh, how about the Ghani? Ah, yes, Nia. Nia. Nia, I share, I share, I share, I share. And, and, and so happy to be able to share with everyone this evening. Yes, and I'm so glad that you were able to join us. And we are going to bring on yet another person's voice that many heard here last night when we were actually talking about the principal of Ujama Cooperative Economics. But here tonight, he is here under a different cap, or might I say Fez or Kofi, of tonight. We have with us from a Sorset, from the Comedic Society, from the priesthood, Brother Kwame Shah, Hetepu Abaragani. Hetepu Nia Abaragani. How is everyone this evening? Yeah, good to have you here, Brother Kwame. And I know that, you know, it's not often that people become aware of aspects of priesthood and all that, but we are definitely going to get to the purpose behind having that as well in the different societies. And so we have one more of our guests, and this phone line has been interesting tonight because I have been seeing this line kind of blowing up here with folks dialing in, dropping off, dialing back. Um, so y'all must got a lot of power up in here. I'm going to have to pour a few libations. We better start burning some <laughs> incense over um, <laughs> because we definitely got some spirits rolling up and through that want to be on this call with us, and something is trying to stop some of them, but we still holding on. So definitely I want to check out a couple of callers and see who's also joining us tonight for Kwanzaa. Abaragani, Abaragani, we have a couple of lines that are open with no names. Abaragani. Peace and blessings. Peace and blood. May I ask who's this calling in? This is Niadea Noom calling on 9505. Ah, greetings. Peace and many blessings to Hunter. How Hunter to do this evening? I'm doing fine. How are you? Excellent. Good to hear your voice. Now, let me see something because we got a couple lines open like that. Hold on. Let's see if we got you. Are we still there with you, Nia? Yes. Ah, perfect. So now that's the way I like stuff to be. See, when you got energy connections, you can pick them right on out, whether the names show Mm -hmm. or not. I want to definitely welcome also tonight Noah Matasi, all right, Mache, should I say, who is the development chief in several villages, not just one. Now, now, Oba, you know how this shall feel for be over a bunch of villages and things like that, okay? <laughs> and so we have 
Tim here, who is the development chief of Kokrobe, Pate, Longba, and Tuba over in Ghana. And, of course, many of you who be Gullah Geechee, you know well that Ghana is part of our family here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We have a lot of our ancestors who were from Ghana, just like we have Nigeria represented, and we have so much of our ancestry that also came from Nigeria. And, of course, those who are Afrocentric or folks who are chemitologists, that we call them, um, Brother Kwame, they would also say, well, if we look back, then we can find all of the things that transitioned out of Kemet and then spread to West Africa. And then, of course, Africa's seed growing here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We have so many components of our culture represented here tonight by having my brothers join me and also our elder Carly Town. So definitely... Once again, I say a baragani to all the hundred children and to all the hundred what did in the chat room with we this evening. We, we see some regulars up in there. We see we got family up back ensemble in the house, culture journeys in the house, the other guests. We're so glad to all the Gullah Geechee Nation rolling up. And y'all, oh, if I had known that how y'all could do me, I'd have had the other chiefs on the phone a long time ago. Y'all know what's going on, right? They just want to know what we talk about when we ain't on the phone and when it's not public. But, see, that ain't going to happen tonight, see? So if that's why y'all called, that ain't what's going to happen. <laughs> so, but definitely one of the things that is so critical and why I wanted to have this arrangement of the circle of wisdom tonight for this day of near purpose is because purpose, when we talk about the Nguzu Saba, is defined as to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community. So if y'all wonder, why have a development chief? Keyword, developing of our community. So collective vocation. All week I have been addressing the meanings of certain words that we use when we're talking about the Nguzu Saba, not just from anything that someone can just buy out of the store or Google, but also so that people truly get and under an overstanding of what these words use, even in the use of the English language. So when we talk about vocation, it's defined in the Western world as a strong feeling of suitability for a particular career or occupation, or it's a person's employment or main occupation. And I think the trade or profession definition is mostly what people think of when they think of vocation. But a strong feeling of suitability for a particular career or occupation is what stands out to me when we're talking about purpose. And then finding the suitability for the people that need to be building and developing our community. All week we've been talking about the building part of the community and how the Nguzu Saba comes to life in doing that process. But developing. Develop is to grow or cause to grow and become more mature, advanced, or elaborate. That's how it's defined in the Western world. Grow, I know y'all mostly said, really, develop is grow? Yes, develop is grow or cause to grow and become, the word most people don't want to hear, more mature. Oh, we go back to responsibility. Y'all can tune into my previous shows. Become more mature, advanced, or elaborate. Now, I don't think any of us need to talk about elaborate tonight. I think black folk around the world got elaborate down pat. We know how to be elaborate. We know how to be extravagant. We know how to be, 
you know, ornamented, animated. We got elaborate down. But now we need to advance. We need to be mature about that advancement, and we need to grow and cause to grow our communities, and we need to do them together, do that process together. And so tonight I want to start off with talking about how you do that because when you are elected, when you are installed, you are chosen by your community Mm -hmm. to be in positions that then cause you to be the leader or the head of such a process. And within that context, many people don't realize the labor often involved. And they mm-hmm. will see you working but don't realize the tools you need to work with and the, the parameters surrounding the work. So one of the reasons that I entitled this show tonight, not only purpose but protocols and responsibility, was because everyone that is herein seated on this phone has to deal with the parameters of protocol due to their position. So first, I want to call on Elder Carly Town because she often has to present to the world the protocols for me as Chiefess and Head of State of the Gullah Geechee Nation when I'm going and invited to various functions, whether these are people's family functions, these are political functions, these are university presentations. And we've also found it very often found it very interesting when people seem a little bit taken aback or stunned that there are protocols. But yet, if the Queen of England were coming somewhere, they would already assume there are protocols. But somehow, (laughs) you know, somehow, but but she's black. They got protocols? Okay, even Mm -hmm. though you're calling me queen, you go, ah, oh, there's protocols. Oh, oh, really? So Elder Town, just kind of address some of the protocols of the Gullah Geechee Nation and some of the things that you've seen happen, or why do we even have protocols at all? Well, um, protocols are important because we have to have a set of instructions for people because um, living as individuals in America, we lost a lot of our traditional um, protocols. And yeah, these protocols from Africa, that we have right. actually actually put us back to our traditional position of royalty. Right. Because without these protocols, and if we don't introduce them, then people will never know that we did have this kind of protocol, or we still do in Africa. And the same thing applies with the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I always tell people that we are the limited of those traditions. Nobody else is actually understanding it the way we do. And that's because we were called, I believe, we were called by God to do this. I mean, I didn't go ask anybody to do this. It just came, right. you know, through God. So in addressing Queen Quet as Queen Quet, I always say that we are mirroring ourselves because when I see her as a queen, then I can see myself. Mm-hmm. Right. in another position, uh, in a higher position than what people have normally put us into. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, just, it's just a normal thing for us. So other folks have to learn that normal, the new normal, you see. 
Right, and right. When we, <laughs> right, like when they yeah. said new age. I know you're using that word the right. way they use new age because it ain't really new. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Right, right, right. And, and even with, with the position of elder, a lot of people look at me and say, you an elder? And I say, I didn't say elderly. I said elder, right. uh, elder. That's different, right. <laughs> I said it's a position because I, I, work cl- I always say I work closely with Queen Quest. She is queen, chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I am the elder. So when you respect me, you respect her. When you Absolutely. disrespect me, you disrespect her. When you disrespect right. her, you disrespect me. And it's not right. about the title. Like you said, it is the protocol that's necessary in order to make things decent and in order. Mm-hmm. And as a critical statement, we, you said. Go ahead. Right, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, a lot of times, too, people, they don't understand, well, I want to talk to her. So they want to just run up there and talk. And I try to explain to them, like, sometimes when you are in that position that you're in as queen or king, there's a spiritual connection there. And that Absolutely. spirit doesn't need to be bothered, you know, when it has to deliver something to a mass of people. So... Give it to me. I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm not in that spirit that she's in to do what she has to do to deliver. Give whatever you have to me, and then I can give it to her. A lot of people don't understand that. They're like, "Why? What you talking about? Um, right? Why can't I talk to her now?" Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I understand them. So I, you know, I kind of like, okay, let me see how I can do this a little better. And, and and when you explain it to people, it takes a while sometimes for people to get it. But we have to realize that people have been indoctrinated for 300 years. Yeah, so it will take right. time to get them to back to where. Right, right mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. From once they came because so, they've been programmed into a certain mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and and like I said, it was it's all about the I in, 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 in American society and, and our African cosmology is about the we, and Absolutely. a lot of times people forgot the we, and it's all the I. Mm-hmm. And true. as our flag says, we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. And say, I the Gullah okay. Geechee anointed people. <laughs> Our person and say, we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. And, and on that note, I want to have the Oba address this, because as a king who is actually a king within another nation. You know, he has he has an interesting position as it relates to he and I. So Oba, mm-hmm. please address this because when I come to the kingdom of Oyatunje or as people call it Oyatunje African Village here in Sheldon, South Carolina in the Gullah Geechee Nation, I have never had an issue with protocols being followed as I even approach. I don't even get to walk through the gate. If someone spots me coming to Oyotunji, protocols are instant. So please address protocols, especially from the position of what we deal with here, with Oyotunji being here and us in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and, of course, Yoruba tradition. I do, boy. Thank you, uh, Queen Quest. Certainly. Protocols are beautiful, uh, first of all. Uh, let me say that protocols are, are just um, glorious. Whenever you look at uh, huge festivals throughout the world, whether it's in the, the third, what they call a third world, but I like to call uh, the, the, the first world, 
or they call it the developing world, and I call it the developed world. But in the developed world over there, you see all of those beautiful ceremonies and things and and, and, and colors and, and parades and all of those things require protocol and come from certain cultural protocols. So, like, when you mentioned, um, like, when you come to Oyotunji village there in, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, it's because the, our, we practice our African traditional culture, which from childhood starts to establish protocol, especially between child to parent. And so then uh, protocols are set up. You see, forms of obeisance are set up. And so I know a lot of people are very intrigued when they see the Japanese bow to each other when they greet each other and say, oh, that's yeah. a very humble do, um, undertaking, of, uh, and that's very humble of them. However, when you examine African society, there's a high level of obeisance yeah. of the same sort, um, whereby people are celebrated and people are, are obeisance is given to people um, based on their title, based on their age, yeah. you see, and that's our community uh, that, that's, the, that's the law, or the law of our ancestors, number one, and it's also yes. the law of our community, and that establishes throughout the generation respect, the, the lines of respect. You know, today is blurred, you know, yes, because um, society has dealt some strong blows, so today is blurred, but that protocol starts from a, a, as a child. And so when you see a person that's a chief, that's a priest, a king, a queen, you know instantly in your heart, especially if you if you if you brought up around African culture and exposed to African tradition, that these are the people going to fight for you at some point. You know they're out there fighting for you, these chiefs and priests and the different people. So when you see them, you touch the ground and kiss your hand, or you bow, or you bend over, get low. What we call dobale. Dobale means to prostrate. And so yeah. uh, men dobale and women yurinka on one hip, and it's a very beautiful process. And it so is. what you're going to get, only because we believe in our community leaders. African people believe in their community leaders more than any people on the planet. You see, we, we, we enshrine them, we enthrone them, we bow to them, we lay on the ground for them. You see, yes. and I'm thinking from in, in Africa today in 20, whatever this is. 2013, almost 14. <laughs> yeah, they're right up on us, so. Uh, I'll, I'll, wrap up, I'll wrap up by saying that it, it starts as um, from young, you know, establishing protocol in our community, and the purpose was to affect the uh, respect in the community. It, it's for respect, so that respect is lived, not just spoken about. Yes, not just spoken about. And it's critical, and I think that's a perfect intro, perfect segue. We have no script on this show. God divinely orders everything. Niche, that's a perfect segue to you because I know you also have a radio program called Men of Respect. So I think that is a perfect segue to you to comment on some of what's already been said, but what you're dealing with even as a development chief and in regard to security, because I know you have a great deal of background in security and how that yes. addresses protocol, especially when you're doing executive protection. People think executive protection only applies to the President of the United States. Executive protection also applies to kings and queens and chiefs and so forth. So Absolutely. please, go right ahead. Uh, good evening, everyone. I'll go. I'll go. My name uh, is uh, Chief Nia Deanum, the first 
Um, I was in stool in Ghana uh, back in September of 2010. And I would just like to say that um, the most important thing that I, I uh, received in, in, in receiving my instalment was the chief is there for the people, not the other way around. Um, we're there for the people, like the brother said, um, and the people know that um, their chiefs, their priests, their elders are, are only there because of them. And it's it's never the other way around. You're only there to serve the people. And um, as far as security is concerned, um, that's that's what I've been doing here in in America for the past 32 years is executive protection. And the highest form of that is to be able to take care of our uh, royal uh, ancestry uh, and, and our royal legacy, like uh, Chief. I mean, excuse me, Queen Quet chiefess of the Gullah Geechee nation and 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 other uh, royal figures um, of African ancestry and uh, so what I do uh, as, as a development chief Noya Manche in, in Ghana is the young men in our villages of Kokrabite, Lungba and Tuba I train them in in security uh, for the for the villages uh, for the uh, royal families there um, the different gold mines that we have uh, in Ghana. I train uh, the security for the gold mines to protect our resources, um, and 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 more specifically for this particular uh, show, um, the protocol of security um, is is a is a very very uh, important um, endeavor to uh, make sure that things run smoothly, that everyone feels safe. Um, that the uh, royal family um, and the people leave, come and leave safely. And so, um, you know, my my training and my uh, contribution to my villages is the security of making sure that whatever we have, because once you have a beautiful thing, once you raise and, and, and build a village, um, and have resources and have people living there, women, children, elders, um, they shouldn't have to worry about, they should be able to go about their day-to-day -day activities doing what they do and know that the security is tight. Um, the average yeah. person should never have to be concerned. We should never have to be concerned about going out at night or our women being on, on the road or on the streets. And that's pretty much, you know, what my specialty is, is making sure that the villages are, are protected, that our resources are protected, that our royal families are protected. And, um, you know, I'm not going to take up, you know, too much more time on that, but that is a responsibility, that is a purpose, uh, a function um, of, of our titles. And, you know, that's what I take very seriously. So, you know, I'll, I'll give it back to Queen Qued. And if there's, you know, anything more specific you want me to go into, uh, I'd be more than happy to talk about. Oh, we got a lot we're going to talk about tonight. But y'all know we ain't got all these hours. But all right, exactly. we got more to talk about for sure. But I definitely want to segue right into Brother Kwame Shah as a priest because we've talked already about protocols coming up from the child protocols extending from the elders 
also the protocols of securing the village when you have it built and then you want to maintain it. And I know, Kwame, you've traveled, you've been to Ghana, you have been a part of royal entourages on multiple occasions with various types of protocols, and you have been engaged, not just someone who, you know, oh, I read about African a book, you know, well, I read about African protocols and traditions in these books and studied this stuff in these classes, but you have been an active part of this. And I know that one of the biggest things I learned about securing a village of people, securing a nation of people, is spiritual covering and why that is such a critical component when we talk about even comedic society or even within your walk being a part of a priesthood because many times who becomes a king or a chief later is someone who has already followed the protocol and gone through the rituals and the rites of passage through a priesthood before they rise to the rank of being a chief of any level or any kind and then rising to a king or queen or such. So please elaborate a bit on protocols and also purpose as it relates to this spiritual aspect with priesthoods. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, let me observe the protocol that uh, I say in Netarach, I give the power back to you, Queen Quet, to the chiefs and to the elders, and I request, I humbly request your permission to speak, all of you, both Queen Quet, chiefs and elders. Absolutely. Granted. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I humbly accept that, that invitation. Well, um, Queen, as you had opened up, you know, quoting Proverbs that, counsel is is very important and that's one of the main lines within the priesthood is that we are the ones who are to make sure that the protocols are observed amongst masses. We're the first line of counsel. We're the first ones Mm -hmm. who are supposed to be able to, you know, first earth and and help to get the the masses of people to understand the purpose Mm -hmm. of the protocol, the purpose of being able to allow those who actually are in power for your benefit to be in a place where they're uh, uh, always respected and always revered, always edified, because giving that energy back to them allows them to continue to do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if anybody ever knows, you know, and I'm sure all of you know, in a position of leadership, in those times when you have to be within spiritual counsel before you impart whatever information that you have upon the masses, that can mm-hmm. be very draining. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Very yes, yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, 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 it's, the, it's the responsibility of the priests and the priestesses who, you know, who go to the table, who go to Ifa, who, who go to the, the uh, Maduna Ter, who, who now through the oracles and through the council with the elders impart the fact that protocols are in place so we don't have anarchy. Protocols are in place mm-hmm. so we, have, we don't have chaos. It right. has to be mm-hmm. order. There always has to be some level of order to things within a living society for that society to continue to grow. And so um, uh, it, it was definitely a blessing and a privilege to be able to make those journeys over to the motherland and to see those things in observance. Even in, within Ghana, where you still have the prime ministry, it was very, very well understood that we still have traditional kingship. And even the prime ministers deferred to the kingship. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. right. they, un- they, understood, they understood the power that these people held within society and made sure that no matter what happens, we still have our traditions to stand upon 
Yes, we have to function now, unfortunately, in a global society where people may not understand this, but we know right. that these are the things that allow us to continue to flourish, allow us to be the great nations that we are, and we need to hold on to that. And unfortunately, as you were saying, Queen, that, that type of order and discipline just seems to have disappeared. Oh, it's disappearing. But as Elder so, yeah, Town mentioned, yeah. yes, did mm-hmm. all of us are here tonight represent remnants of holding on to that. And sure. in particular, many of the folks that are who watch Gullah Geechee TV, you all have gotten to see an episode last month from the Heritage Day celebration here on St. Helena Island in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And you saw a couple of days where the Oban Eye opened the whole ceremony of celebration, which the Ova mentioned earlier, celebrations. And people do not often recognize, as, uh, as Brother Kwame is saying, the energy that goes out even mm-hmm. when you are opening a ceremony, the energy that goes out when you are pouring libation, the energy that goes out simply walking amongst your people in the crowd because of the spiritual mantle that you hold. And so they think, oh, they, oh, there's just someone, so I just run up on them. And so then that's when all of what we've talked about, the security, the respect, all of these things come into play. And so it still exists, and there are some people who once explained, as Elder Town said, will adhere. And what is often interesting to me is when the Ova and I are together and we have, let's say, kings from Nigeria visiting Oitunji, one of the very first things he takes the time to do is to have them understand what in the Western world would be called a hierarchy, that I am mm-hmm. actually the, 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 the top chief, and then there's the other chief underneath. Right. And so I know, Kwame, one of the things you and I have often talked about were paramount chiefs and then the other chiefs. Just want you to touch on that a little bit for the listening audience who may have never heard of these other types of titles. Well, um, again, using both Ghana and the Sarasid as an example, within Ghana, within the, uh, the, the Ashanti tradition, you have the Asantehene, which is the king of all kings. He is the one that is, presides over all. And even within the Asantehene's power or his position, there's still deferment to the Queen Mother. Right. But right now, right up under the Asantehene, what you have the paramount chiefs. Those are the ones who are responsible for the different regions that were, are within the Ashanti land. They're the ones who are responsible for, you know, if, if, it's, if, it's your, if it's your task, if it's your duty to make sure that the cattle are grazed properly so that when cattle are brought to market, you know, they're healthy and that, that, that market share is, 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 is correct. Um, if you're one of the paramount chiefs who's in charge of the areas where the gold mines are, making sure that those things are functioning properly, that those who are responsible um, for that level of wealth, which is, you know, to sustain the village, those things are kept in place. The same with uh, the uh, tradition within a flower set. Shechem or Shechem is, again, like being the king of all the paramount chiefs within our society. And we have paramount chiefs in Atlanta, Chicago, um, Florida, as far away as England, across the waters as well. And in each one of these regions, we have paramount chiefs who, again, defer to the Shechem or Shechem. Okay, so again, 
it's 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 you know you can always see how the uh, the uh, uh, hierarchy within the Queen's Court has taken you know the same you know model and used that within you know the European uh, royalty. You can see how the Western society has taken that. And they just renamed the president and vice president and they they please they absolutely don't function. I mean, again, that's no. that's that's a, that's a, we were seeing a pure. It was a, a bad knockoff. It was a bad knockoff. Yeah, we had, we're seeing a pure example of, of anarchy and chaos when when the when the Senate and the Congress tell the president right. what to do. I mean, so right. so, but that that is basically uh, the the pecking order. As it yes. sits, and each one continues to uh, always make sure that they're keeping again the utmost of order within their particular region. Again, following the protocols, charging the priests and priestesses to make sure that everyone is educated on the protocol, and that right. those things follow. Absolutely, and it's interesting you use the word pecking order, so you know Hunter done come home for me again, they all come up pecking order. That another Gigi thing right there, pecking order. You know, we still got rules and thing else, so you know I like that word pecking order. But it's also something that has come to mind throughout this whole discussion with the various titles, but the protocols being the same. A couple of things have come to mind, and one of which I'm going to dovetail off of what Brother Kwame just expressed about Europe and Europe's takings of Africa in regard to protocols and in regard to their structure of their royal family and so on. When we visited London, and I've been to London, England several times for different reasons, and on one occasion while there, I was invited to come over to Greenwich, which is one might call it almost a suburb. And in Greenwich, there was a special reception being done with ministers of parliament, and I was to be an honored guest. Well, immediately, all protocols for a queen were in effect. The ministers of parliament did not, you know, scoff at me or, you know, act like people would, you know, in a stereotypical manner that people type to, type to typecast all British people with. They, by far, did not act that way at all. I mean, when I entered, there was clearance for that entry. During each thing, it was, nope, the queen speaks before any any members of parliament speak. Now, no, I was the queen of England, but I'm a queen. And so, therefore, they deferred automatic protocol. The same thing when we were at the United Nations. I've been asked to take pictures with other heads of state that are presidents in other countries. And so, at different times, they'll have everybody else you know, get us all together, gather us, and then they'll say, well, what we want to do, we want pictures of each of you, and then we want pictures together, and we want you and this one in the picture together. And so then I'll say, well, maybe I got there, and maybe four other people were ahead of me. So I'll get there and say, well, oh, I guess you all take the pictures first. They were like, oh, absolutely not. You're the queen, and queens always trump head president. So mm-hmm. that is something, this is, this is worldwide that when people have respect of protocols, they continue it at all times and in all Mm -hmm. places, not simply because, oh, that's my king or that's my chief, but at all times. And so in thinking about those situations, thinking of the terminology pecking order, even from the beginning of the conversation when Elder Town joined, 
I immediately thought of something that we grew up knowing. And again, as the Obi said, we grew up from knowing this and living this. Put a handle on my name. Mm-hmm. Now, all my life in the Gullah Geechee Nation, I heard, what? Oh, God, I know that one better put a handle on that person's name. I know him better put a handle on my name. And we knew what that meant. You better put their title mm-hmm. on there. Whether that's sure. Mr., Mrs., Ma'am, Sir, Grandma, Granddaddy, Uncle, Auntie, whoever, Preacher, Deacon, you better put them people's title on there. And it took me being installed, and it took me dealing with people trying to circumvent my security force to talk to me, trying to circumvent the Council of Elders, trying to circumvent the Assembly of Representatives. I'm saying, are these people all right? Do they not see these people putting their arms out, putting, you know, throwing bowls, as the term would say, and everything else to tell you stop? And then folks want to go back to your birth name or, oh, I went to school with this person, so I call them that name. No, you don't have that right to do that. If you respect them, what you do is you put the handle on the name. If they give you the privilege of calling them anything else, then you take it as a privilege. But you don't take the privilege. That's like a direct violation, and it is an insult. And people would not do it. Again, I use the Queen England as an example. They would never run up on her, hey, Elizabeth, what's up? Can you sign this? I don't care if they were British, American, black, white, anybody. They would walk up to her recognize her, they would curtsy, bow, or anything they saw on television first before ever asking such a thing. But when I thought about this handle, and I believe I expressed it to Elder Town and some of our council elders members uh, and assembly representatives members before, a handle is something you lift things with. You hold on to a handle and you bring something up with that. And Mm -hmm. so in our community, our elders had the right idea with this concept. Put a hand up on Mm -hmm. the knee because they wanted you to raise this person. That meant Mm -hmm. that you were lifting them not only out of respect, but also spiritually you lift one another. We've heard all Mm -hmm. and over here about edification, all right? And to me, how can we say we love our people enough? to actually embody such a principle as purpose, not just as an individual carrying out your godly purpose that you were created for, but to actually make our collective vocation the building Mm -hmm. and developing of our community if we don't even respect that community. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. If, If one moment you want to call me Queen Quint because you can get your way, and when you can't get your way, I become another name? No, that's not respect. You never had it. But if you have respect mm-hmm. in the first place, you continue to have it at all times. And one thing that I have witnessed that has been a destructive force within our community are the words that come out of people's mouths that tear down the community because we tear down the temples of each one of us as individuals as opposed mm-hmm. to putting those handles on and raising our people up. There were enough mm-hmm. people already in the Western world, especially in America, in the United States of America, that tore down black folk, calling people mm-hmm. auntie, uncle. You got the policy man. Hold on, chill on who the gullah get you, who the yeti me. I know y'all know about this, y'all. 
policy mm-hmm. man and take the client to the house to call on a grandmama and them auntie. There ain't a none of your mm-hmm. aunt, uncle, boy calling a 75-year-old grown man, boy. These were all mechanisms of degradation, mechanisms to destroy and bring down our community, to lower your self-esteem so that, again, you didn't have the fire, the energy, the passion that it would take to build and to maintain because your mind told you you weren't even worthy of having any of these things. You Mm -hmm. weren't able to lead. So out of your own mind, you look at another quote-unquote black person and say, well, if I ain't lead, how they can be a leader? I, 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 mm-hmm. I ain't a chief. How that one can be a chief? I, I, wait, mm-hmm. I'm not a king. How she can be a king? How he a king? I, I, I'm not a queen. Um, well, if you're not, that's your business. Okay? Um, just as Dr. Butler said, honey, think free, honey, be free. But mm-hmm. now I can't make you think certain things. Like they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can lead a man to knowledge, but you can't make him think. So mm-hmm. I can't make you think about elevating your community. You can hear me, but you have to make the choice and the motion to begin to think. You have to make the choice and the motion to begin to elevate your community. And we start by elevating one another. It doesn't end there. That's the very beginning. I've never seen a corporation go far without elevation within that corporation. And so we need to start to look at that when we are talking about these various principles such as cooperative economics, collective Mm -hmm. work and responsibility, self-determination. All of that takes unity, and we need to unify around a purpose. And that purpose Mm -hmm. for us, all of us that you hear on this line, is the upliftment of African peoples wherever we to be. Now, you hear us each talking about specific societies in specific locales, but that does not mean we don't work together. Globalization isn't just in the form of your corporate big box stores. <laughs> okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Globalization is this energy that we're putting forth. Neat, did you mm-hmm. have something you wanted to add? Um, well, I, I, I really do appreciate, you know, the opportunity to be on the show and uh, like Brother Kwame Shah was saying, um, in Ghana, one of the important things to know is that on all of the doors in those slave castles, it has the uh, saying, the door of no return. And the fact that we're all here tonight having this discussion makes all of those different slave castles throughout the west coast of Africa a misnomer. Um, not mm-hmm. only, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, not only um, is it not true, um, but this this conversation we're having tonight should inspire any of our listeners to know that the African bloodline is strong, that the diasporans um, have returned. Um, yeah. uh, a side note, um, there's a large group of brothers and sisters that have invested in a hotel that's in Ghana. Uh, down the road from the uh, from this first slave castle that was built um, by Columbus in 1488. So four years before he came here in 1492, he had actually gone to Ghana 
and built the first slave castle called Elmina Slave Castle, and it's down the road mm-hmm. from the hotel that a group of brothers and sisters have purchased. So not only have we gone back, we've actually purchased land in the same area where the first of us were taking from and brought to the diaspora. So we are here. Thank you for the opportunity to share some energy, positive energy with our brothers and sisters and the permission to do so. So thank you all very much. It's a pleasure meeting um, Chief Oba uh, for the first time via, you know, the phone. Brother Kwame Shah, it's great to speak to you again. And Elder Ta- uh, Carly yes. Towns, thanks. Uh, it's an opportunity and great opportunity to hear from you as well. And thank you, Queen Quint, okay. most of all, for letting me speak this evening. No problem. No, You're quite welcome, Mama. Yeah, Thanks. don't try to leave. Don't try to run off. Cause no, I'm not going to. Yeah, you sound like you leave. He well, you asked me if I had anything else to night. say, so I want to get it in. I know you're going to get it in, but you that's a brother sound like he's putting his koofy on right now. Like, yes, you know, appreciate y'all. Love you. Got to go hugging everybody on the way out. Don't go nowhere. It ain't over yet. Uh, so it's, it's wonderful because even in the chat room, you know, there are some wonderful comments that have been being made throughout the broadcast. I mean, everything from wow to acknowledgement and honor, uh, to also just just giving out some more information about how people are, you know, if they would approach these folks, they would approach them as lord and lady and duke and duchess and earl and baron. You know? mm-hmm. So definitely the European people consistently use protocol, and our people would use those protocols for them too uh, if they saw them. And then we have one of our, Assembly of Representatives members that wrote, some of the elders answered disrespect by never uttering each other's first names. She said, my grandmother called her husband Mr. Morrison. No one but family knew his first name. So the most they could reduce him to was preacher. They wouldn't say reverend. All right? And that's that's an excellent example because I know sometimes people are confused by husbands and wives that call each other Mr. and their last name, Mrs. and their last name, even in public, Mm -hmm. you know. Or one of the things that we've talked about, and even when we went to the Bahamas, was there was a couple there that were part, the wife was part of the Ministry of Tourism, and one of the many ministries that came to greet our delegation from the Gullah Geechee Nation hosted us while we were there. And all day, the husband said to wife, Dr. So-and-so, her last name. Doctor, mm-hmm. so-and-so, her last name. And some people were like, why are he calling his wife Doctor so-and-so? I said, out of respect. And mm-hmm. they looked totally blurred. I mean, just zoned out on me by me saying that. But this has even led to a further discussion, and Brother Kwame and I have had this discussion even in upstate New York at one of the universities where he accompanied me when I was speaking there. And he took us to a dinner the night before I was to speak. And this particular doctor, he was of Asian ancestry, but Asian-American. And so he wanted to wonder why his black colleagues would get so upset when he would just call them by their first name. I said, well, did they ever tell you you could call them by their first name? Right. Well, I mean, that's just what we do around here. I said, "Whoa, whoa, that might be what you do, but I'm saying, did they ever say to you, just call me and then give you the first name? He had to think about that. Well, I don't think so, you know, but we just, you know, I mean, I just thought we could do it. I said, well, you need to understand something. He was like, yeah, that's what I don't, I don't understand because they seem like they get really perturbed by me doing that. And I said, right, because maybe not for you, 
But for most black people in America, having a title has been a long historic process and journey. And the reason being is our people had titles in the motherland. Mm-hmm. Various people had titles. There was handles on people's names. Respect was given in the appropriate manner, as we've outlined tonight. So now here you struggle to get past being called boy, gal, and, and auntie and uncle. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where that same person who used to be called boy, that grown woman called gal, actually financed their great-grandchild or their grandchild to go mm-hmm. to college. This person has now maybe been the first person or one of the first 10 or 12 in the family to receive a doctorate degree. They are one of the few in comparison to all of the black people in America that have a doctorate degree. We know that should mean they put in work, that they actually went and achieved something, and that they are here to be a good representation of the community. So therefore, to respect the work that they put in and the challenges and obstacles that they overcome, that they stuck with it, then if you really appreciate them, you leave their title on there. That's right. I said, so whatever their name is, is doctor and their last name. Even if you went to the first name, you better say doctor and that first name. So Mm -hmm. he seemed totally stunned because no one had ever explained that to him. And I said, now, see, this man probably lost a lot of people who could have been good friends by continually asserting that he just had a right, as he felt he was their equal, to drop their title. And instead, no. And don't you know, the next day after I spoke, we went to a luncheon, and here were these African-American professors, all of them with doctorate degrees, and no one brought it up, and suddenly that same subject came up at that table. And they talked about how they felt disrespected by both their students and, the, and their white colleagues when they would strip them of their titles because with their, their own colleagues, they never did it. They would always hear them call, hey, Dr. So-and-so, and then suddenly when they come down the hall, there's Joe and Mary, you know. So mm-hmm. it wasn't the same respect given. And so I think that this example was a critical one um, to talk about in a household and this happening. And now we have another statement that says, I did one time call my great-grandmother. There's another person now. This Ray King Danto said that he one time called his great-grandmother by her first name, and she asked, who said that? He said he quickly blamed his cousin for that. I'm sure you did. <laughs> but I'm sure your cousin got so up to it, you ain't right. If I said your cousin, I would have got you later. <laughs> You know, so definitely it's, it's a crucial thing that that we have the respect. And I know one of the things that my personal assistants have often contended with and even the Council of Elders and all of us in the inner circle, that when we are together, it's just like here tonight. I feel the energy of everybody, even though we are electronically mm-hmm. gathered around this table of units. You know, and I feel a positive energy, and I know that when that energy goes out, many people want to enter that kind of circle. They want to be in that circle. Mm -hmm. They want to draw on the energy of that circle, and they want to pull it and take it somewhere else. But if you truly respect the situation, let people give to you. You ain't got to take Mm -hmm. nothing. Let Mm -hmm. them give to you. 
you know, and then it's no problem. And so we know when y'all hear us laughing, y'all see a group of gullah geeches and things, because everybody from this, your line too tonight, they're chiefs everywhere, but they are all, they also have roots here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Everybody's voice y'all mm-hmm. hear tonight all have roots here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I just want to honor tonight also one of our native Gullah Geechees who also had been instilled in Ghana, who has made his transition, and that is Brother John Watusi Branch. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard me uh, pay tribute to him the other night, but I think it's appropriate to yet again pay tribute to him for all the work he did, not yes. only in the U.S. At, with the African Poetry Theater, but also what he did in Ghana for many, many years uh, and for all that he committed his spirit to giving back so that there mm-hmm. would be other poets and other writers and a place to present and a place to gather and a place where you could meet and where positive energy could be shared. And so that our creativity, which is one of the principles that's going to be coming up this week, could actually be presented. So tomorrow is Kuwamba, which is creativity, and then we have Imani, faith. Y'all, honey, children, no, say African people know but faith, praise the Lord. So definitely we are looking forward to these last two days of Kwanzaa. But I definitely want to open up the phone lines. We have some wonderful things still going on in the chat. I am enjoying this. I am loving this. This reminds me of my Mm -hmm. usual Kwanzaa celebrations at my house where folks don't leave. We start at one time. The next thing I know, I tell y'all, be there at noon. Y'all show up all the 1230. Then y'all can't mm-hmm. leave my house till 1231 o'clock in the morning and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is feeling a lot like that. I definitely want to open the phone lines to anyone who wants to call in and be part of this circle tonight by voice, 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. Three nine zero three. You're welcome to join us here for our celebration of Nia here upon Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year that we show, and definitely throughout the year, you know that our purpose is to ensure that the Gullah Geechee Nation continues to strive and to survive, and that our culture will be in existence for generations and generations to come. We still have the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund that you can contribute to if you go to Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, on the fan page, there is a gold box that says Give. You can click on it. You can donate there. Also, others who want to participate in Ujamaa and make sure that you contribute to the cooperative economics because that's something we haven't yet touched on. I'll probably bring all y'all back again in 2014 so we can talk about that because that's a whole other show by itself, cooperative mm-hmm. economics. And so when we talk about the cooperative economics, don't just say, oh, during Kwanzaa I bought something. <laughs> you know, that's right. not it. Mm-hmm. All year long. The way that villages and communities and societies and family compounds are sustained is through exchange, financial exchange, okay? And so we have our store open at gullahgeechee.biz, gullahgeechee.biz, all right, www.gullahgeechee.biz. You can always go there, and, of course, you can always be part of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and be a supporter or a member. Just go to gullahgeechee.net, but also at gullahgeechee.biz you can become a member. And the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition is the sponsor of this radio broadcast every week. And i got to give it to you all because folks have been blowing up our blog at Gullah Geechee Nation all day long. Mm-hmm. We have been getting a lot of likes 
because of the blogs that I've been writing about the broadcast and about Kwanzaa. So I greatly appreciate mm-hmm. all of you that have been sharing those things, and I definitely pray that you are going to share this show tonight with your families, with your friends, with your civic groups, with your church members, with your mosque members, with everybody that Hunter Chillin can, because if we've been partying and cussing each other out and fighting, y'all would have done tweet that. Mm-hmm. Y'all done tweet the phone number. Y'all done tweet the chat link. Y'all had everybody blowing up the line. So when it's something positive and edifying, please let us make this the last year that we share bad news without sharing good news and make this the year that our focus will be keep bad news to yourself and share good news and upliftment. All right, that's what a baragani is about, what's the good news. And so definitely it's critical when we talk about that. Now, Elder Town, I know you. Mm -hmm. I know your word is excited, and I know Mm -hmm. with all this energy that these brothers done put out in this circle tonight, I just know you got something else to say, my sister. Go ahead. Well, well, you know, again, I would like to um, thank you, Queen Quet, for allowing me to be on this platform. And I want to thank the brothers for the wonderful information that they have given because it's too many times that I hear information that's not available to our community. So this is one of the, I would definitely pass this on to some more brothers that I know that need to hear this because um, they just don't hear this or they don't understand it. And sometimes when I try to explain it, they're like, well, right, you know, Carly, she always, talking this African stuff. So coming from you you brothers, I think they'll have a different perspective and have a, a greater understanding for respect in the delegate nation, respecting the queen, respecting right. the elders, respecting themselves. Uh-huh. So I will definitely make sure that I pass this on to some, you know, brothers to, to listen to so that they can actually maybe get in touch with you all and, and you can explain a lot more to them because, for too long, our brothers and sisters have been away from this kind of thought. So we have to re, um, re not reinvent the wheel, but we have to put this Reconnect. back into them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I I really appreciate this. Um, and it's been it's been many years that we have been doing what we're doing, but this yeah. time and space is so important because we have yeah. so many ways of communicating. And so I'm yeah. just thankful for God, to God for allowing us to be in the setting that we're in and for me to be a part of it. And, um, again, thank you so much, Queen. Um, you know, my purpose and passion, I need not say another word, because it is Queen Quest. It is the Bella Geechee Nation. It is Kwame Shaw, because you are here. That's right. I appreciate it. I appreciate thank it. You. And I appreciate it. And, and over... I know that I want you to mention one of the events that you hold every year because what we're talking about on the phone, we live what we're talking about. These are folks that practice what they preach, otherwise I wouldn't have them on the phone here tonight. And, you know, we have the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival every first weekend of August. If you all go to info, you can already get the information. We're back in Charleston this year. And then we're also going up to Myrtle Beach for Gullah Geechee Family Day. So I want everybody to join us. And you can see these protocols in real life, face-to-face. But here at Oyotunje, we also have the Pan-African Conference. Oba, please tell our listeners 
what time of year the Pan-African Conference goes on because this is a place where there are workshops and hands-on demonstrations and people can start to reconnect truly to protocols and get understanding as African people. Well, certainly, absolutely. Thank you, Queen Quest. We can, uh, you can find out more information uh, about Oyotunji Village at oyotunji.org. That's O-Y-O-T-U-N-J-I dot org. And uh, email at info at oyotunji.org. We have the, annually the uh, Pan-African Grassroots Assembly in the uh, uh, Oyotunji Village in the Gullah Geechee Nation there in Sheldon. Uh, they're about July 4th weekend. That's uh, what generally known as Independence Day here in the U.S. And uh, during that time, we gather all the different minds of, from, of African uh, thought, theory, culture, and religious background, if you will, uh, are welcome to come and share in the experience. Um, this year, we wish to have a more practical approach to what we're doing, so there's not just um, talking and things like that. We want people to come and actually do demonstrations. So if you know how to make a crab trap, you come over there and make a crab trap. That person over there didn't know how to do soil. You want to talk to him, go over there because you might have some land, you might get the soil from him. Then the person over there might know how to build something. He's building something down in the that you can go learn there. And so we would like the, the Pan-African approach this year to be themed around the practical application and also um, hands-on, hands-on Pan-Africanism. You know, Pan-Africanism is creating things, creating uh, products, and right. uh, we can make our own shoes. We might even come up right. with a product at each event where we, each year we try to manufacture, whether it's underwear, socks, a tie, or something to that nature, but that is what we wish to push out of the grassroots um, assembly this year. And we invite everyone of all different various levels of African thought, uh, culture, religion, and, and people who are drummers, dancers, singers, to just come to our Yachtunji village in the South Carolina low country and bring yourself down young and come back and home. It's true. Because there's a, a whole lot of things to do down there. There's no history down in that area. Once you get just to the village, then you got Corbihee River right down the road there. Then there you got go. Penn Center. Then you got, then you got the Arlem Island out there. You got all you got and the Land Bend. You got, you got the Fort way back there in the back. You got all them beaches there. And so it's just a beautiful time to bring the whole family to the Gullah Geechee Nation and celebrate we independence. Because anybody know but anything true. about the world of South Carolina, know independence of African people begin in Beaufort, South Carolina. We celebrate right. that yearly, but we wish to celebrate that in conjunction with what we call Independence Day here in America. I've been independent for them at that time, not for we. Right. Not right. for we. And, so yeah. and right mm-hmm. here, they put them right from my installment um, time. I ain't know who for tell them for do that. I ain't know if they've been a troll. Well, I, think, I, think, I think we should we should make that a part of the, 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 the proceedings, uh, Queen Quest, definitely, because ain't nobody going to know unless we tell them. That is true now. That is true now. Okay. And so okay. for sure, we definitely want y'all to come. Now, I know y'all say, well, great God, they say that July 4th, then they say the next festival, August. Great, that the next, that one month later, look, young, anything you want to do, you go do them. So please yeah. don't start making excuses already for which one you can come to versus the other. Because y'all folks save up your money and buy as much stuff as you want to all year long from other folks. You can make many trips here to the Gullah Geechee Nation, even if you pile a whole family in the SUV. Everybody chip in on the gas and switch drivers. Y'all can get here if you really want to do it. Many people ask us every week through our social media how to get back to the land. 
Well, we can show you better than we can tell you. And even Omar with all of the crab net, crab trap making, the cast net making and all that, we can make them so them children leave out the village and get you to the coast where the water at because, you know, y'all got that fresh water up, you know, close to you. But, you know, we got the salt water and the other rest of the inlet right here from St. Helena, so we're going to get that together so people can also come from Oyotunji onto the islands that he's speaking about. So definitely, if you all didn't catch all that, y'all said, well, great God, y'all talking fast, I had my pen out, what's up, then make sure, follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. You can follow us at Gullah Geechee on Instagram now, too, as well. And we just posted some books on pur- on purpose with Instagram tonight. But you can always email G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com and get on the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's mailing list for the CONC, which is our international e-zine, goes around the world, and so that you have all these events listed. Also, you heard Chief Nee mention the hotel that's in Ghana when they have their huge major grant opening. They've had what we call a soft opening already. But when they have their major grant opening, that will be something that you can get information on or in advance of that. If you say, well, wait, um, Queen Court, I heard a brother on your show mention a hotel that they own, and I'm going to Ghana, just send us an email. I will forward it to him, and then you will have direct information on how to share economically and empower African people throughout the world. You do not have to go to these other countries and stay in somebody else's resort. Okay, right. we can't right. stay. Yes, stay in our own places. Eat from our restaurants. If you go to GullahGeecheeNation dot com, you will see that for Ujama, we gave you a whole bunch of different ways to support Gullah Geechee businesses. We got Geechee Naturals, which is a new company here in the Gullah Geechee Nation with nat- with natural hair care products and moisturizers and various things. These young sisters are just starting out, and so we definitely want to promote them. The product that Oba just mentioned we'll definitely have up at GullahGeechee.biz once we start creating them out of this Pan-African conference, and I know they'll be at Oyotunji.org. And then Brother Kwame Shah has his company, which as soon as we end this call, I'm about to go get me some chocolate coffee mixed with hot chocolate from New Health Concepts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it's a little bit chilly up in here. And so I was mm-hmm. on here trying to think of a way to get me some chocolate in before I begin my fasting. Um, so <laughs> that that will solve that issue very quickly. And you all can make sure to go to new, that's N-U, health concepts with an S, dot com. I know some of y'all say, who tell you I know how to spell? Okay, N-U, H-E-A-L-T-H-C-O-N. C-E-P-T-S dot C-O-M, newhealthconcepts.com. Make sure to go ahead and get some other healthy organic products. Keep you warm this time of year. Elder Carly Town's book that is out on her journey to her Gullah Geechee people, her poetry book, Gullah Geechee Poetry, is also coming up and available on gullahgeechee.biz. And so all of this, we all have a purpose. And it's a blessing to encounter people who are living out their purpose to uplift other African people in the world. So on that note, I'm just going to go around the circle one more time and let you all say some final words to the community, Elder Town. I would just like to say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank everybody on the line for everything. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to a great 2014. And it's right. I know that's the truth. Oba? <laughs> Oba? Hey, so give me a chance to get this phone right. Sorry. Am I coming over? Yes, you are. We hear you. Okay, wonderful. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, uh, Queen Quet, uh, for the opportunity this evening uh, to dialogue with such a uh, beautiful, wide uh, uh, audience and uh, lovely presenters this evening. I would say that um, I remember, it just came to mind, I remember two years ago I was in Toronto, Canada at a uh, Kwanzaa, and it was, on, it was on purpose. It was on Nia. Right. And, oh, okay. and, and, I, and, and they were telling people to pull cards, you know, pull cards, and each person pulled a card, and we read from the cards that there were mantras on the cards and the like, and um, sayings and proverbs. And the one that I pulled was... Um, Purpose. Mm-hmm. The one that I put was purpose on purpose day. So I thought that was intriguing. Wow. However, yes. it said to me that to trust the journey, you know, yes. and, and, and that's what purpose, uh, that's what it said. It said to trust the journey. And, and just not just for me personally, but for our, ourselves and your listeners, we have to trust the journey. We have to trust that the divine has all of those things figured out. We just have to apply ourselves and go. Mm-hmm. It's like put on your seatbelt yes. and you hit the gas. Yes, the divine is the car. We in it already. We just have to trust the journey and relax. And there's nothing to fear because right. we have our ancestors at our back. That's right. And, uh, ha- happy Gregorian New Year to all. And we hope that yes. everyone celebrates safely and uh, yes. drive safely if you're driving. And if you're going to be home, celebrate with family. That's true. For true. Thank you. Me? That's true. Yes, I'd like to thank you again, Queen Quet, and um, the other presenters, uh, uh, Oba, Chief Oba, our brother Kwame Shah, and uh, Elder Carly Town, and all our listening audience. Thank you very much. Um, you can hear a little bit more about what we're doing here in New York if you go to more, morradio.com. That's Men of Respect Radio, morradio.com. Uh, You can go to that site and hear some of the information that we uh, touched on this evening. Uh, The name of the hotel in Ghana is called Sana, Sana Lodge, S-A-N-A-A, Lodge. Um, If you are going to Ghana anytime soon or wish to go over in the near future, um, and if you need any security services, um, armed or unarmed, you can contact Valor, V-A-L-O-R, Investigation and Security, dot com. Uh, and we'd be happy to get right back to you, brothers and sisters. So um, to all of you, a good night, a safe and happy new year. I look forward to speaking to you all in 2014, and may the ancestors and our legacy uh, be proud of the work that we're doing here this evening. Definitely, definitely. And y'all know that brother traveled with me, right, because you know Gullah Geechee be strapped all the time. Uh, brother Kwame, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, once again, I... I Thankfully and respectfully, uh, thank my elders, Chief Ni, uh, Chief Adifume, uh, Queen Quet, and something that just came to me as, as uh, Chief was mentioning purpose is that um, the purpose of Kwanzaa, as, as I would understand Dr. Malawana Karenga created it, was to present protocols to the African-American community who were not familiar with African tradition. True. And yeah. just within the seven principles themselves, are, these are protocols. 
that mm-hmm. we would have been mandated to do within the village. And if you can just look at all the other other groups of people that live within uh, the United States, within Europe, they they practice these principles. You know, they they practice yeah. cooperative economics. That's right. They they they're, they're definite about determining what their purpose is and and having self determination. So. Um, I want to thank you, Queen, for having the purpose and the vision to link these two things together uh, so that, again, we can continue to bridge these protocols, bridge other protocols, bridge traditions, and bridge, bridge purpose and responsibility for those who may not have been, you know, fortunate to, you know, come upon it. I think all of us on this line, actually, as you said, we, we understand our purpose. We, we made a determination for ourselves how we will live our lives, you know, and that definitely was brought to us by God. We've been initiated into this. So um, the reminder for me, and I thank you again for it, is that just stay the course, stay on it. Um, And as they say, success success is not a destination. It is the journey. So we'll we'll definitely continue on this journey of, of reinstating our African greatness. Thank you. Well, I truly appreciate you for giving me some more to tweet tonight. Success is not the destination. It is the journey. And that Mm -hmm. is such a blessing. And I know more often than not I'm asked about success. I'm asked about purpose and so on. And I feel like I'm still going toward them both. So I appreciate that comment and definitely all the comments that we've shared tonight and I would just love to keep you all on the phone for the rest of the night, and I know my audience would too, um, and so many of them that have been listening live um, have lost the rest, but it is all in the archive, everything that's being said, and it has been a blessing because although I called you all together to gather around this table of our purpose, I feel as if we have dealt with cooperative economics, Ujama, the collective work and responsibility, Ujima as well as the self-determination, Kujijakalia, that is all done with the unity, the emoja that we all have represented here tonight and that you've represented by even answering the call because many are called, but few are chosen. Mm -hmm. And so definitely I appreciate you for answering the call when you were chosen to do the jobs that you do. And I feel it's a blessing to have you all in my life and in my life path to be able to be a living embodiment of these seven principles. And so, Hunter Chillin, who the Yeti me, which you the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station tomorrow evening, the Kowumba Creativity, 7 o'clock to 7.30, and then we close out. Then that y'all, yeah, that'll watch night. Yeah, watch night evening. We can be on the air. Then y'all can go to church later. Okay. Then on Emancipation Day in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we could be right here again, 7 o'clock to 7.30, with Imani, faith, a wonderful way to start off the year in faith, that we will not just be speakers of these words that you heard us say tonight, but we will be Bless doers, her. and that we'll Bless be her. living examples to all of our communities worldwide. We be Bless Gullah Geechee, anointed, black, chillin', so together. Harambe! Harambe! Harambe!